Well met, fellow adventurers. We are. We have decided to leave Evmark and have gone to Trithic, in Blade Square near the Well of Blades, where you can throw a sword in and get buffs to using swords. But I don't use a sword, so there's no reason for me to do that. Well, Sir Crokington doesn't use a sword. So, there's an adventure here called the Shimmering Spring. The Bedman, his ragged attire and toothless grin make him look more the part of a beggar than the spellcaster he claims to be, fetches a grimy vial from a pocket inside his tunic and hands the vessel to you. Okay, this this you can do this adventure can be normal or scaled. Now, if I recall correctly, this was the first adventure where you had this option. So in honour of that, I'm going to do it scaled. A few, just a moment, young, just a moment. A moment to lend your attention to the troubles of an old man. Oh, just a moment. A moment to lend your attention to the troubles of an old man. The croaking voice. Lacking any semblance of pleasantness, momentarily fills you with dread. Expecting to face one of Trithic's countless and often belligerent beggars, you turn and find yourself confronted by an unsettling sight. The old bed man standing before you, his thick, matted mane of grey, grey caked with grime, grins broadly, exposing a misshapen jaw bedecked with jagged, rotten teeth. As if suddenly self-conscious, he sees you smiling and appears to study you closely. Fearing that the decrepit wretch is attempting to ply one of his beggar's trips, you abruptly ask him what it is he wants. Yes, straight to the point of it. That's the way, he says, his voice cracking. Perhaps you'd care to... Yes, straight to the point of it. That's the way, he says, his voice cracking. Perhaps you'll care to do an old sorcerer a small favour. The bent man, his ragged attire and unsettling toothless grin make him look more the part of a beggar than the spellcaster he claims to be, fetches a grimy vial from the pocket inside his soil tunic and hands his vessel to you. I hope it's soiled with soil rather than soiled like underpants. Grimy vial. This small, full-covered vial was given to you by the old man you met at the Well of Blades in Trithic. He asked you to fill the vial with water from the shimmering spring. A, mountain, a fountain, he said, is to be found in a lair hidden beneath the Well of Blades. A mouldy stopper plugs the neck of the small bottle. Okay, and now I've just accidentally spoiled the next paragraph. Fill that with water from the shimmering spring, and I shall be eternally grateful, he says, stepping back as you take hold of the vial. Do me this small favour, won't you? Curious, you ask him where to find the shimmering spring, and why he doesn't fill the vial himself. His answer is both immediate and unexpected. The old man tells you that shimmering spring flows out of the mouth of a grand fountain, a fountain that has, for centuries, 
stood undisturbed in hidden lair beneath the well of blades. And I don't look like someone you can believe, he says, croaking out nearly every, every other word. But you must believe me. I need the water from the spring. I beg of you, bring it to me. Please, you must. <sighs> That's a hard voice to do. Without another word, the old man, hobbling unsteadily, turns and slowly moves away, heading in the direction of Blade Square. You call after him, attempting to discover his name and to learn more about his desperate request, including how it is you're supposed to find the lair beneath the well. He does not turn around. Within a few moments, he has disappeared from sight. Sufficiently intrigued by the story, you position yourself at the edge of the well. I'm sitting on the well itself and peer down into the clear glistering water that fills the deep basin. While there is nothing obvious to Mr. Towler's blades heaped at the bottom of the pool that would serve to lend credibility to a tale, you can't help but feel the old man has spoken the truth. Eager to conduct a thorough search of the well without drawing attention to their activities, you decide to return here after dark when truth extending curfew has once again cleared, cleared the streets of the Atherstone. Okay. Oh yes, I'm going to violate curfew again. The hour directly following nightfall finds the streets of Twithix nearly deserted. The infrequent and easily avoidable patrols of the city watch prove to be your only obstacle. You effortlessly slip past their notice as you slink through the darkness and make your way to the well of blades. Also, I'm well below their eyeline. That helps. The small courtyard, the centre of which is dominated by a deep, triangular basin of glittering water, stands silent and empty, bathed in the bright glow of the nearly full moon. Realising the entrance to the hidden lair beneath the well could be anywhere, you carefully consider where to begin your search. So I can search the courtyard or the well of blades. I'm going to search the courtyard first. You make careful and thorough sweep of the courtyard, seeking any sign of a hidden entrance to the lair mentioned by the old bent man. Picking a number. Bonus of 54. 18 from thievery, 6 from luck, 20 from mind, 10 from aura. I've got to get 75 or more to get lucky. Pick now. 106 success. During your second, 32 experience to thievery. During your second sweep of the courtyard, you find what you're looking for. Next to the north wall, the small quadrangle, hidden beneath a thick layer of moss and ivory, you discover a broad slab of stone. It ta takes you only a few moments to lift the head heavy slab and reveal the heady st ancient steps that spiral down into the musty darkness. Once again, a little bit of telekinesis helped with that. Well, it will. <laughs> After making certain you're alone, you quickly and quietly climb into the stairs, pausing to take your trusted light in hand and to pull the stone slab back over the opening. Once again, telekinesis for that. With your light chasing the, chasing the dense gloom, you cautiously begin to descend. Uh, using, yeah, just using telekinesis a couple of times to just symbolise that, yes, he did that. 
You reach the bottom of the stairs and find yourself at the western end of a broad passage that vanishes into darkness just beyond the range of your light. Moving warily along the damp corridor, you every sense alert for the first sign of danger. You're startled when a dazzling silver glow suddenly stabs through the gloom. A tall silver portal, its churning core now and again emitting bright flashes of light, hovers silently at the end of the passage, only inches above the floor. Within a few yards of the portal, when a shrill hiss shatters the silence, something has begun to emerge from the swirling gate. Oh dear. You fall back and draw yourself into a defensive stance as the armoured skeleton steps out of the silver portal's churning core. The flesh is undead, clad in a suit of rusted scale mail, brandishes the decayed axe as it rushes forward and attacks against an armoured skeleton. Now, it's an undead, so I'm going to equip Tiara's staff, which magically resized to toady size it just did it's just just it's just it's just something wound skin did before he gave it to me or something like that begin combat and now it's it's Tierra's staff has hope hope lower the difficulty of the enemy lowering it from plus nine or so to plus seven turning it from a fairly difficult to easy peasy 6 XP. A piercing shriek erupts from the skeleton's gaping jaws as the undead abomination topples into a heap of bone at your feet. Before you even had a chance to catch your breath, a second skeleton emerges from the silver portal. It's an armoured skeleton once more. Hacks it with its rusted axe. I swing the staff and it is slain. 6 XP. The second skeleton collapses at your feet. You step back and instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance. Prepare to face what, what, whatever might next emerge from the silver portal. After nearly a minute, when it becomes apparent that nothing else is about to step out of the churning, forward, for, churning vortex, you step forward and boldly enter the magical gate. Ugh, I really should just stop entering magical gates just at random. I mean, this is, this is probably going to cause me problems at some point. What if someone just puts... What if someone decides to just put the other end of the portal in the middle of an active volcano? I'll be in deep trouble. Or, you know, just puts the other end of the portal into a a womb that's been bricked off entirely. That'll be stuck. The instant you pass through the silver portal, you tumble headlong into a silent, lightless void. In a matter of moments, you've lost all sense of direction. Without warning, your surroundings suddenly change and you find you're standing in a dark, damp corridor that extends out of sight both before and behind you. As you slowly regain your bearings, you begin to realise you must indeed be somewhere in the hidden lair I spoke of by the old man. And now I'm on a map. I'm on the north side of the map, sort of in the middle. You're standing in the very spot in which you first appeared in this dark, damp lair. To the east and west, broad passages disappear into the gloom. With no sign of the silver portal to be had, you quickly realise you must find another way out of here. If what the old man told you is true, somewhere in these passages, you will find the shimmering spring. Okay, I'm going to go west. Your progress along the dark passage comes to an abrupt halt as a sinister figure lurches out of the gloom ahead. 
a skeleton. The remnants of a green tabard hanging in tassels over his tassel of his suit of decayed armour hisses viciously as it staggers forward and attacks, swiping out at you with his rusted axe. It's a helm skeleton, I'm just going to bash him. Hacks at you with his rusted axe. Does some damage, but I do much more, and it is slight. 6 XP. You step back from the pile of shattered bones at your feet and quickly scan the darkness in both directions, wary for any sign of movement along the gloom-filled corridor. Confident you're no longer in any immediate danger, you quickly check over gear before once again setting off on your way. Okay, um, that's the northwest corner. The walls and floor of this dark lair glisten with moisture. From somewhere in the distance, you can hear the sound of splattering water. Okay, there was a... There's a little square in the corner, and I've gone into the corner opposite the northwest corner. The statue of a sword, brandishing warrior, stands in the corner of the passage. The large sculpture, just over ten feet tall, tall, is turned to face the opposite corner. The statue's white, sword-bearing arm is extended outward and upwards. The tip of the stone's blade nearly touches the ceiling. Curiously enough, it appears the arm attached is attached to the statue via an eye joint. Iron joint and it might be able to be lowered. Well, I guess I'll try to do that. Attempt to lower the statue's white arm. Refuses to budge. Okay, it's probably something I have to do first. Okay, here comes a, a skeleton. The elements of a green tabard hanging in tassels over his suit of decayed armor. Hisses viciously as it staggers forward and attacks. Swiping out at you with this rusted axe. It's a chain clad, scale clad skeleton. Alright. Two hours staff hopes again. And it is slain. 6 XP. And I check my equipment and set off. Okay. Okay. On just a bit in from the middle of the west side. There was an alcove. You're standing in a small alcove just to the east of the corridor you've been following. A large oval has been engraved in the centre of the floor here. A particular item may be of use here. Well, I haven't got any items yet, so none of that. Alright, okay, I'm near the near the southwest corner and there's something in the way. The skeletal remains of a man clad in a battered suit of scale armour lies in lies at the edge of this section of the passage. A long crack, spanning the entire upper portion of the skull, seems to indicate that the unfortunate soul has a violent end at this very spot. You quickly search through the decayed remains of the skeleton and discover a pouch containing a small amount of gold, which you promptly take. Twelve gold. You also find a dagger tucked into the skeleton's watting belt. The dagger is still in good condition, you decided to take it with you. It's a well-crafted dagger, so sell for 175 gold or something like that. Satisfied you haven't missed anything, you once again prepare to set off along the dark, damp passage. Alright, oh, another skeleton warrior. Alright, just, just fight these... Yep, hacks you this rusted axe, and I slam it, and 6 XP. Southwest corner, and opposite that, it's another one of those statues with the joints. And I still can't lower the arm. Okay. Alright, going to the south side. Okay, and there's an alcove 
going into the middle. A curious phrase has been engraved in the southern wall of this section of the corridor. Examining the engraved phrase. That will probably be something that will help me solve this dungeon. Rather than, Gary was here. Which admittedly is what most of the things you find engraved on structures are. Alright. Holding your trusty light sof up to a glistening wall reveal the entirety of the short enigmatic phrase. Enigmatic verse. When the three west on air shall the four lower their guard. Okay, I guess the four will be the statues that are just a little bit opposite the corners. The skeleton. It's a leather-clad skeleton. I'm just going to quick combat that. Another 6 XP. And there's a helm skeleton. Quick combat that. Another 6 XP. And this is the southeastern big statue. Can't do it. Okay. Okay. What's on the eastern side? There's an alcove. Well, I did get one thing. Is it the grimy vial that I use here? No. Okay, maybe I just have to keep wandering around. Skeletal champion. Another 6 XP. Okay. Oh, yes, I'm just going to keep wandering around because I... Th Something sure to turn up. Scale cloud skeleton. Fight it. 6 XP. One, the three on the air. Hmm. Three west on air. Hmm. What could west on the air? Hmm. Chain cloud skeleton. Ah, uh, there's some loot. Some gold. Not a big deal. All right. Somewhere in this passage. If what the old man told us to, somewhere in these passages you will find the shimmering spring. Okay, now. Suddenly. Confident you're no longer in any immediate danger, you quickly check over your gear before once again setting off in your only way. Suddenly. Your eyes are suddenly drawn to the centre of the passage. There, lying amidst the splitted bones of your skein skeletal foe, is a large sparkling gem. The amber gem, glistening unnaturally in the dark, is cut into a shape that seems to resemble an eye. Believing the gem may prove to be of some importance, you promptly scoop it up. It's an eye-shaped am amber gem. This large amber gem glitters unnaturally in the darkness. This gem has been cut, cut into a shape that seems to resemble an eye. Just going to use that so it's on the quick list. With the glittering eye-shaped gem now, now tucked in amongst your belongings, you once again set off along the corridor. Okay, I've got to get three of them. There's a chain clad skeleton. Quick combat that. Another suddenly. And another eye shaped gem. Okay, one more to go. And I think you put it on, the, on those little alcoves on the east, south and west side. 
and then I can lower the four statues, statues arms, and then I'll be able to, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, it's another one for 6xp and eye-shaped amber gem, okay, I now have three of them, okay, I'm going to start with putting the one on the west side, okay, use the eye-shaped amber gem. Here on this alcove on the west side, 32 experience in general, and that's always a good sign. You place the glittering eye-shaped gem on the engraved oval and take a single cautious step backwards. Without warning, a flash of white light fills the alcove, momentarily dazzling your eyes with the brilliance of its glow. As the fierce light fades, your eyes return to the gem. The sparkling stone no longer rests on the engraved oval. The gem floating in the centre of a thin column of pale white light, hovers nearly a foot above the engraving. Intrigued, you step forward to, take, to make a close examination of the column of light, only to be forcibly repelled by an invisible barrier. Okay, that's one on the air now. The thin column of pale white light rises up from the floor in the middle of the oval and sends into it seemingly one straight through the ceiling. Suspended in the mist of the bland of light, slowly rotating is the glittering eye-shaped gem you'd previously placed within the engraving. Alright, let's go use the other two. To the south side. Oh yeah, and... Might as well describe it now. It, <laughs> this dungeon is the big square around the edge. With those little cutaway corners that you can go to with the statues. But in the middle of all that is a cross, is a small cross with with question marks all around. Presumably, in the very centre, that is where the shimmering spring is. There's another leather-clad skeleton, quick combat, 6 XP and a bit of loot to sell later. Okay, and... Use, use the eye-shaped amber gem. There we are. 32 XP to general. You place the glittering eye-shaped gem on the engraved oval and take a single cautious step backwards. Without warning, a flash of white light fills the alcove, momentarily dazzling your eyes with the brilliance of its glow. Well, it would be if I hadn't shut them in advance. As your fierce light fades, your eyes return to the gem. The sparkling stone no longer rests on the engraved oval. The gem, floating in the centre of the thin column of pale white light, hovers nearly a foot above the engraving. Intrigued, you step forward to making a close examination of the column of light, only to be forcibly repelled by an invisible barrier. Okay. Head back south to the main corridor. The gem's just floating there. Or mastical. Magical, mastical, and stuff like that. Anyway, there was a home skeleton. A quick combo to that for 6 XP. Just going to give myself a bit of a heal now. They're not these, thanks to Shiro's staff, these foes are going down very easily. Okay, Eastern Alcove. Use the eye shaped amber gem. And that's the last of them. You place the glittering eye shaped gem onto the engraved oval and take a single cautious step backwards. 
Without warning, a flash of white light fills the alcove, momentarily dazzling your eyes with the brilliance of its glow. As the fierce light fades, your eyes return to the gem. The sparkling stone no longer rests on the engraved oval. The gem, floating in the centre of a thin column of pale white light, hovers nearly a foot above the engraving. Intrigued, you step forward to make a closer examination of the column of light, only to be forcefully repelled by an invisible barrier. Okay. As that verse that we read entails, we should now be able to lower the statue's arms. Chainclad skeleton, quick combat, 6 XP. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. I guess you, if you wanted to, you could just wander around here and just fight all these foes to get some loot. But it's not good loot, though. So it's probably not worth it. Okay, lower the statue's white arm. 64 XP to general. With great effort, you manage to lower the statue's thick, sword-bearing arm. The heavy limb groans and swings downward. The statue's arm is now fully lowered. The tip of its stone sword is touching the floor. Okay. Alright, uh, and now that, that was the northwestern statue. Then the northeast, now southeast statue. Okay, and now on to the southwest. Quick combat a skeleton on the way, 6 XP. Not sure what exactly is gonna happen when I've when I've got all four lowered. But I'm gonna do it. That's southwest, another 64 XP. And here we are. Here it is, the final statue. Statue of a sword brandishing warrior stands in the corner of the passage. The large sculpture, just over 10 feet tall, is turned to face the opposing corner. The statue's white sword-bearing arm extended outwards. Extended outwards and upwards. The tip of the stone blade, stone, stone, swords, stone sword's blade nearly touches the ceiling. Curious enough, it appears the arm is attacked. The arm is attached to a statue via a long, via an iron joint. Might be, might be able to be lowered. Lower it. With great effort, she managed to lower the statue's thick sword-bearing arm. The heavy limb groans as it swings downwards. The statue's arm is now fully lowered. The tip of its stone sword touching the floor. Off in the distance, somewhere to the north, you can hear the unmistakable sound of stone grating on stone. Okay, and now. From the north, there's a passage right into the middle. Alright, there we are. Another helm skeleton tries to block my path, but I just clonk it on I clonk its head off with Chiara's staff. And well the head flies off and then the rest of it falls down. Because that's what usually happens with skeletons. If you remove the head, they stop working. Usually, usually, but of course, magic is um, magic, so 
sometimes sometimes things go things go weird. Alright. Hmm. Oh side effect of of equipping Tiara's staff is that my body has gone down to eighteen rather than the twenty it usually is. Oh well. Okay, here we are. I'm one step away from the centre chamber. South once more. A massive fountain dominates the centre of this broad square chamber. Standing in the middle of, of, of the deep basin that surrounds the base of the fountain. It's the life-size sculpture of a woman. Her head turned down as if she's staring at her feet. Her hands cupped to catch the steady stream of streaming steady stream of shimmering water that pours out of a sprout and ceiling far overhead. The din created by the glistening water as it splashes down the statue's hands and into the basin is strangely soothing. You have no doubt that this fountain, hidden in the centre of this dark, mysterious lair, somewhere below the well of blades, is the shimmering Alright, I found... I found something to recreate the, the splishy splashy sound of the water being all splishy splashy. Okay, I, I hope you can hear. Can you hear that? I don't know if you can hear that. I'm going to stop. Uh, yeah, uh, and I've checked. Yeah, you can hear the splashing sound. So this is just. I'm just going to leave that playing while you while the strangely soothing sound of the. Of the fountain splashing. Yeah, I think this is the first time I've had background music. Uh, this is uh, this is from a YouTube video called "Sound to Sleep: Water Gurgling Sound from a Fountain." It's by Marco P. Just thought I should mention that. Thought it'd be ungrateful of me to to use. To use someone's sound without even mentioning who they are. Alright. You have no doubt that this fountain, hidden in the centre of this dark, mysterious lair, somewhere below the worldly blades, is the shimmering spring. Suddenly, a ghastly moan echoes through the chamber as a lurching figure suddenly steps into view from behind the fountain. The watting, wag clad being. Putrid stench of its decayed flesh filling the air moves towards you, its arms outstretched and its claw-tipped fingers splayed. Hold your ground and engage the menacing ghoul. You draw yourself into combat ready stance as the sinister ghoul bears down. This is a guardian ghoul. Yes, perhaps it was just animated through the the undead animation protection package. Um, five minutes ago, before I came in there, there were no undead wandering around. But I triggered some sort of alarm, and now the wall just wandering around in security mode, which means kill everything that happens to be alive. And since they're undead, you don't have you don't have to worry about friendly fire. It's a guardian ghoul. Okay, even with Tierra's staff lowering the difficulty, it's still 11 plus. The wag, it, the wag clag ghoul moans, it swipes at you. And I just keep on swinging. The enemy deals you a brutal blow for 9 damage. 
while the, while the fountain splitters on. Okay, and it's slow. Oh, I don't, oh, didn't get any XP. Your final blow sends the, the, the ghoul sprawling onto the floor of your feet. The hideous undead creature moans pitifully as it writhes about on the stone, damp stone. Suddenly, the ghoul leaps to its feet with a piercing shriek that echoes throughout the chamber. The vicious undead guardian, again wizen, hurls itself at you in a set frenzied attack as a guardian ghoul. Wagclad ghoul moans as it swipes at you. Alright, and it's nearly done, and it is slain. 23 XP. As before, the defeated ghoul staggers back to its feet and attacks, swiping out of you with its jagged, decayed fingertips. Okay, and it's getting weaker. It's it's only blue difficulty before I fight it. And plus seven with Tierra's staff helping out. Yeah, it's a lot weaker this time. The wagclad ghoul still moans as it swipes at you from pain and from anger. And it is slain. Another 22 XP. 128 experience to general. The ghoul again sinks to the floor at your feet. This time, however, much to relief, the vile undead menace does not again rise. You step back and exhale sharply, thankful to have survived such a brutal engagement. Without warning, the ghoul's ragged remains begin to writhe. You assume a defensive stance and watch, wide eyes, as the creature's creature's rotting body dissolves into a shallow, bubbling pool of grey ooze. Lying on the damp floor, in the exact spot where the slain ghoul lay only moments ago, is a thin black wing. Now and again, the wing quivers, rattling against the stone upon which it rests. Okay, first thing, I'm going to heal myself. Before I even think of doing anything else, use divination. Succeeded. You sense a powerful awe of evil surrounding the black wing. Despite this... You do not sense the wing itself is inherently dangerous. I guess it just rubbed off on from the ghoul. Take the black wing. You reach down and pick up the wing. The quivering band becomes still the moment your fingers close around it. It's an unidentified thin black wing. Now and again, this thin black wing quivers. You feel uneasy whenever this wing is on your finger. Alright, a massive fountain dominates the centre of this broad square chamber, standing in the middle of the, f- of the steep basin that surrounds the base of the fountain, is, is the life-size sculptural woman, her head turned down as if she's staring at her feet, and her hands cupped to catch the steady stream of shimmering water that pours out of a sprout and ceiling overhead. Din created by the glittering water as it splashes down over the statue's hands and onto the basin is strangely soothing, as you can hear. You have no although I imagine it probably sounds well it sounded here is probably slightly different, but close enough. You have no doubt that this fountain, hidden in the centre of this dark, mysterious lair, somewhere below the row of blades, is the shimmering spring. Alright, let's go fill up this grimy veil. Here we are. Another 128 experience to general. You unstop of the you unstop of the grimy veil and hold the bottle under the mat. Stream of shimmering water filling 
falling from the statue's hands. In a matter of moments, the vial is filled. The withdraw the filth-coloured vessel, replace its stopper, and once again store it in amongst your other belongings. Having pleased what you set out to do, you realise you must now find your way out of this gloomy lair. As you prepare to leave the chamber, your eyes are suddenly drawn back to the statues standing in the centre wall. But the behold profoundly startles you. The statue standing in a standing in the centre of the fountain is no longer gazing into the shimmering water, collecting at the basin collecting the base on her feet. The sculptured woman's head is now turned to the north. The statue appears to be staring directly along the corner. What could she be looking at? I guess we'll find out. Unnerved by the inexplicable change that come over the statue. Well 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 we know that we know that those four warrior statues had could be rotated, so I guess this one can be too. Because it's a bit more difficult, but I'm sure I'm sure they could handle it. Just need a few parts. Need to use some sort of ball joint or something. I don't know. Man. I'm not a not a mechanist. I'm nerved by the inexplicable change that's come over the statue, and having no desire to remain in the presence of the strange sculpture, you quickly prepare to set off on your way. Okay. Now. Use the grimy veil again. No, no. You've already filled it. I'm going to have a look at this grimy veil and see has its description changed. The vial is filled with the silver sparkling water of the shimmering spring. Now. East, west and south of this spring are some question marks. So I'll start looking at them. To the east, the large ornate chest stands against the back wall of this broad alcove. Ornate engravings adorn the massive stone chamber. Much to surprise, the chest has no visible locking me mechanism. It appears it could be easily opened. Well, I guess the mechanism was you have to solve the puzzle just to get here, which makes me worthy of opening it. I open it. You lift the heavy stone lid and quickly discover that the chest contains a large quantity of gold. 156 gold tokens. After collecting the gold, you clear away a thin layer of debris at the bottom of the chest, and are surprised to find a pair of well-made splint gauntlets. You reach down and pick up the set of hand armour. Splint gauntlets, conveniently in a pair. These are superior quality, so they provide 5 standard points. Obviously, they're not better than what I already have, because it's mundane equipment. All mundane equipment is worse than what I have. Or equal. Do I have any mundane equipment left? Or, yeah, I have my plate gauntlets. Those... The plate gauntlets are the only piece of non-magical equipment I have left. And they will, and these gauntlets will be replaced. But I've got to go through a very, very long saga to do the replacing. So they're just they're going to be cash. With the chest now empty, you stand up and step away from the massive stone container. Okay, check out the south side. 
a, a large stone chest stands back stands against the back wall of this board alcove. Ornate engravings adorn the massive stone chamber. Much to surprise, the chest has no visible locking mechanism. It appears it could be easily be opened. Oh, no, 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 I went north. I didn't want to go north. I wanted to open the chest. You lift the heavy stone lid and quickly discover the chest contains a large quantity of gold. 164 gold. After collecting the gold, you clear away a thin layer of debris at the bottom of the chest and are surprised to find an opaque black gem. The gem emits a faint hum. Inexplicably, you feel overcome by the desire to reach in and touch the faceted stone. The instant your fingers brush against the gem, a staggering jolt passes through your hand and along your arm before rapidly dissipating. The black gem quivers for several moments and then suddenly disintegrates. But the ancient magic, long contained in its core, has already been infused into you. 256 experience to general, 64 experience to all skills and powers. With your hand and arm still chinging, tingling for an unexpected jolt, you step back from the empty chest. Okay, so we've got we've got some loot, some XP. What's the western side over offer us? A large stone chest stands against the back wall of this broad alcove. Ornate engravings adorn the massive stone container. Much to surprise, the chest has no visible locking mechanism. It appears it could be easily opened, so I will. You lift the the heavy stone lid and quickly discover the chest contains a large quantity of gold. 123 gold. I suspect there's it's a bit random the amount of gold you get. After collecting the gold, you clear away a thin layer of debris at the bottom of the chest. A surprise to find a short sword. The weapon bears the mark of fine craftsmanship. You immediately reach in and take hold of it. It's a short sword. It's a superior weighting, so it provides three melee weighting. But it is, it is, of course, worse than what I already have. With the chest now empty, you stand up and step back from the massive stone container. Okay. Time to make my way away from this fountain. Scale-clad skeleton block my path. Okay, getting a skeletal champion block my path. We're getting further away from the fountain, so I've made it less quieter. Alright, and now, now, now we're out of, and now we're too far away from it and we can't hear it anymore. You're standing in the very spot in which you first appeared in this damp, this dark damp air. To the east, west and south, broad passages disappear into the gloom. With no sign of the silver portal to be had, you quickly realise you need to find another way out of here. And thus ends the tale of Sir Crokington, who, who, while he didn't die at first, eventually starved to death in this there. Just kidding. Suddenly, without a sound, a silver portal takes form against the north wall. The dazzling gate, its churning core bathing you in its bright, pulsing glow, hovers only inches above the damp stone floor of the passage. Well, there's no other way out, so step into the silver portal. The instant you step into the silver portal, your vision blurs, and you lose all sense of space and t- of time and place. Then suddenly, 
Without warning, your sight clears and you find you're once again standing in the small courtyard, only a few feet from the edge of the well of blades. Now and again, the moon peers out through a break in its of dark clouds that churns the sky over twithic, leaving you to believe dawn is still some ways off. You just begin to wonder when and how you'll meet up with the old bent man whom you ventured into the hidden lair beneath the well, when the unmistakable sound of soft footfalls suddenly echoes through the square. You instinctively spin around, prepared to face whoever is advancing upon you from behind. Moving slowly towards you out of the darkness, his eyes darting across the empty quadrangle, is the old man whose grimy grimy vial you filled from the shimmering spring. A wild look momentarily crosses his face as he draws up to you. The look fades, and he manages to smile. Then, in a low, creaking voice, he asks if you've been to the spring. Without saying a word, you fill, you retrieve the filled vial from among your possessions and hand it to him. His eyes widen as he reaches out and takes a stop of vial. I don't believe what I say, he says, mumbling his last few words as he repeatedly turns over the vial in his hands. I wish you, I wish I might have looked upon the spring, but no matter, thank you. The water from the spring possesses properties I do not hope to comprehend, but the water isn't for me, for someone very dear, someone very ill. Again, I thank you. Now, I must go, I must... The sound of voices approaching the courtyard sends your paws racing. The old man tucks the vial into an inside pocket of his grubby tunic, and flashes a glance in the direction of the narrow lane that leads into Blade Square. And two of you share a quick, knowing glance. One of Trithic's roving nightly patrols is making its way towards the Well of Blades. The sound of a group of guardsmen approaching the courtyard spurs you into action. With no desire to be caught out after curfew, you hopefully cast your gaze about the dark quadrangle, seeking another way out of the Well Square. Thank you again, friend, creaks the voice of the old man from somewhere to your left. You've done more good tonight than you'll ever know. Farewell. Mind yourself now. They're coming. You turn to look at the old man, curious as to how he expects to escape from the courtyard before the arrival of the guards. But there is no longer any sign of him. As if the old bent man has vanished, well, he did say he was a spellcaster. So I guess he casted a spell. As the glow of the lantern splashes across the stones at the mouth of the lane that enters the courtyard, you slip back into the shadows and press yourself up against the wall. Three guardsmen, embroiled in a friendly argument over the walls of Traitor's Gambit, a popular but difficult card game enjoyed in the alehouses throughout the North Broadlands, Move into view and approach the edge of the Well of Blades. Wasting no time, you steal through the gloom and dart into the lane from which the guards just emerge. Passing swiftly along the narrow street and back into Blades Square. As you move through the darkened streets, your thoughts return to the old man and his passing words. You've done more good tonight than you'll ever know. As you reach the western edge of Blade Square, you narrowly avoid a pair of guardsmen as they enter the quadrangle. When they are gone, you step out of the g- the g- sunken doorway that serves to conceal you and hurry off. 
For you're not certain there had been any particularly harsh consequences, even if the guards had discovered you. The thought of any unnecessary entanglements is enough to hasten you on your way towards the relative comfort and safety of some place off the city streets. You've had enough adventure for tonight. And that finishes the adventure with 512 experience to general. Okay, and that's... And that is it for now. So what will we do next? Well, there's plenty to do. There's 39 quests on my list. Hmm. What to do? What to do? Uh, you know what? I'll decide at the time. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.